0: Well, hello, and welcome to our Lent broadcast, and congratulations. Uh, You've made it to Good Friday, um, and we're just around the corner to Resurrection Sunday, what we call Easter. I'm going to be reading to you uh, primarily out of Matthew chapter 27 in the NIV version, beginning at verse 32. As they were going out, they met a man from Cyrene named Simon and they forced him to carry the cross. Um, we know that Jesus was carrying a portion of the cross, it was really the cross member and um, not the, uh, the probably the, the the one that was vertical that would be in the ground, it probably stayed in the ground and then they would carry these cross members uh, and be nailed to them and then hoisted up. Um, and this guy Simon is, Either in the right place or in the wrong place, depending on how you look at it. From Cyrene, which is in North Africa, we know from other texts, Mark 15, that he's the father of Alexander and Rufus. And because Mark includes those, we we draw the kind of inference that um, his sons, at least, were really active and in part of the leadership of the of the early church. And it and it, you want to believe. I hope and believe that. Um, Simon, because of being involved in this cross and what he got the chance to be able to witness, actually brought him into the family of God as well as he watched Christ's crucifixion. So Simon is there, and once once Jesus got out of the gate, outside or towards the gate somewhere, somewhere in there, Jesus is because of his fatigue, being scourged and um, beat as he has been. uh, He can no longer carry the the cross section of the cross. Simon is now um, forced into carrying it for him. They will go down out of the gate, down and outside of the city to a place called Golgotha, which means the place of the skull. Verse 34, they offer Jesus wine to drink mixed with gall, but after tasting it, he refused to drink it. And then when they do the gruesome task, of crucifying him, they um, go down on the ground and um, circle up and start casting dice um, to see who gets his clothes. And then they sit there and they watch the very agonizing process of, of dying by crucifixion, which was really much more a, um, a death by asphyxiation. He would, he would, they would have just. Um, basically you're strangled you can no longer support yourself up to draw breath and once you lose the ability to draw breath of course you die they placed above his head a a charge saying this is jesus the king of the jews and then two rebels were crucified one on his right and one on his left those who passed by hurled insults to him at him shaking their heads Saying to them, "You are the, going to. You are going to destroy the temple and build, rebuild it in three days. Save yourself now. Come down from the cross if you're the Son of God." And in the same way, the chief priests and the teachers of the law and the elders mocked him. He saved others, but he can't save himself. He is the King. He's the King of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross, and we will believe. He trusts in God. Let God rescue him if he wants him, for he said, I am the Son of God. And in the same way, the rebels were cru- were crucified also heaped insults on him. And in this these few verses, we see just how bad humanity can be in the midst of um, barely being able to be recognized. Um, he has been beaten. The scourging would have been so severe there's nothing that we can even draw any parallels to that, that would have been anything that, that this is just the most gruesome, horrible suffering. And in the middle of that, for them to ridicule him and to abuse him with their mocking, um, it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. Verse 45, from noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over the land, and about three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, the quoting of the Psalm, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when we go to this Psalm, it starts out that verse one is what Jesus quotes from the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my cries of anguish? As Jesus takes on the sin of the world, the Father can no longer be in fellowship with the Son because he is now carrying the sin and the guilt and the shame without committing sin himself, but carrying Uh, the great sin of mankind. There's this great theological construct of imputation. There are three great imputations in the scripture. When Adam sins, that sinfulness is imputed and placed on all mankind, uh, the guilt for sin. And the propensity for it is certainly passed down from generation. Then there's the, the imputation of the sin of mankind placed onto Christ as he bears the full penalty and brunt of this and then the wonderful imputation of the righteousness of Christ because of his resurrection um, placed on believers as they are declared, declared justified uh, from the penalty of sin and declared righteousness, righteous in God's eyes. Those three great imputations of the scriptures takes us from the first pages to the last. My God, my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer by night, but I find no rest. And um, I would encourage you just to take the time uh, to just go through and read through Psalm 22. And you can see why he quoted that psalm, um, how that people were abusing him. In, in Psalm, the David quotes that people were making fun of him and, they, and God felt far away and that him, even his bones were exposed. And of course, Christ um, being exposed on the cross hung there naked and his bones exposed as they dislocated literally shoulders and and um, things would dislocate under the weight of their the own body, how dry his mouth was, how he's losing heart, how how people around encircle them and and, and abuse them. It, it's it's you can see why this psalm that di- that Jesus would have grown up uh, citing and singing his whole life, um, a song of mourning. He would have uh, he would have. Um, Known this psalm, and you can see why he anticipated it before the cross, and now he cites it on the cross. But it is here; it is on this dark Friday um, that, while Jesus bears the penalty of of our 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 sins, and it seems so lost, and evil seems to have won such a horrible victory over him, this is the time when. God fully demonstrates his love for us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us on our behalf. This day, as you think through the great love, the great, um, awesome, amazing love, don't, don't forget that that love was costly, that it was a costly love to demonstrate but Jesus willingly and voluntarily and um, gladly, I believe, um, gave his life so that we might live. He, you know, it just reminds us that it's Friday, it's horrible. Um, Jesus seems to have lost Rome and, the, and evil seems to have won, um, but it's Friday but Sunday is coming and death will be defeated and life will be offered to all who claim Christ as savior by faith. Be encouraged this day as we approach the weekend of the resurrection. God bless. He is risen. He is risen indeed.